Uh, this is Lindsay Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week Interview Podcast on Friday, November the 8th. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about Governor Hutchinson and his son, Asa III, in Asia, a new indictment involving the governor's nephew, former state senator Jeremy Hutchinson, and the <clears throat> mostly depressing results from the latest Arkansas poll. I'm joined, as usual, by Max Brantley. Well, I'm just happy to talk about all those terrible things. <laughs> so the governor is in Asia this week. Uh, his his trip to China especially raises questions about business his son is apparently doing with Chinese firms that have benefited from government handouts in Arkansas. Yeah, well, you know, uh, somebody just happened to send me a picture that turned out to be from Asa Hutchinson III's LinkedIn page, and it was showing him in China with his client, a garment manufacturer, and, and standing by the governor where they were visiting this plant that's established at the Little Rock Port that got $3 million in taxpayer incentives uh, for uh, for locating a plant here from the governor of Arkansas, and that company has now hired Asa Hutchinson in some capacity is to do work for them. And and so because of that, I thought, well, I'll just take a look at Asa III's website, and he lists at least two other companies uh, with Chinese ties that have received money from the state of Arkansas to do industrial development here. One of them, which got a $1 million grant from the governor's quick action closing fund. To me, the governor's son getting hired by Chinese companies that are getting financial benefits from the governor looks kind of like a conflict of interest to me. Republicans lately have been talking about a guy named Hunter Biden in sort of a similar situation. So I'm not saying I don't know. Any, I'm not saying any laws were violated here, but there's just sort of a a closeness here that that looks improper to me. And it took me the longest time before the governor's office would even confirm this was so. They finally said yes, but he's on the trip, but he's paying his own way. Well, you know, big deal. But uh, he gets to go to the ambassador's house and gets to hobnob with people and look like he's important. I mean, this is a governor's son who's had a number of run-ins with the law for DWI and a drug charge and has kind of had a spotty work record. Now he's described by the governor as having a unique international law practice. Well, it's funny how many of his clients happen to have connections to Arkansas politics, but but in any event. So somebody asked, the governor had a news conference to talk about his trip to China, and, and one reporter asked him about his son being along. He said, why, yes, he was. We, we like to have our partners come along on these trips, and they pay their own way. And didn't really deal with the conflict of interest question at all, but he pretty well defended his son being there. And so I guess that's just the new order of things. When you know, when your daddy's in politics, you can score some dough on it and that's all right with everybody. I I thought this Republican ban was gonna clean out the the corruption from the Democratic years, but but not so much, it would appear. Well, and you you did a little media criticism on the Arkansas blog today. The Democrat Gazette covered uh, this news conference, but didn't mention didn't didn't media. mention the governor's son's involvement in this, and and, and I uh, happily KTV did a story. John Brum, the columnist, said the appearances weren't very good, but you know it just seems to me that when you have this direct and close a connection, the governor's son hired by companies that got direct cash payments from the governor, that it's maybe worth noting. Why the Democrats' gazettes, Noel Oman thought that thought this wasn't worthy of mention is just beyond me, and I don't I don't know what to make of it. But but that but that is what happened. I hope there'll be some further looks at it. I, I think there's uh, serious questions that are raised by this sort of thing. Okay. Well, but move- by and by the way, 
the Chinese investment that, that the governor is touting is in serious trouble. I mean, the, the, the paper mill for Clark County, which was announced, what, three years ago, four years ago, uh, it's stymied by the uncertainty of, of events because of the trade war between the U.S. and China. They backed away. Perhaps that's the reason. Perhaps there are other some corporate reasons they haven't followed through on a plan for garment plant in Forest City. Uh, the governor insists that these things are going to be coming someday, and that there are lots more uh, possibilities in China. You know, I, I, we'll see. But the, the truth is, is there's been a whole lot more talk than delivery on this Chinese development, and they and those that have come. They've gotten a lot of money for it, and, and I've been reading some lately that some of these Chinese investments, they could they could up and pull out if things if things went bad, particularly if tariffs make the trade issue uh, non-profitable. Okay, well, uh, moving on from that, but uh, keeping with Governor Hutchinson's relatives, a new indictment in the Arkansas public corruption scandal this week revealed a bribe to former Senator Jeremy Hutchinson, the governor's nephew, to influence state economic development incentives. Yeah, pretty interesting. It was what they call a superseding indictment. This is the big indictment against Tom and Bontia Goss, who are the head, were the heads of Preferred Family Health Care, this multi-state, multi-million dollar nonprofit that apparently was a vast criminal enterprise, paying bribes, kickbacks, illegal campaign contributions, pocketing lots of personal money for high living in which now has involved some five state former state legislators and criminal acts. Well, what what this looks like to me, the government didn't say this directly, but I think I'm on the right track here, is this was an indictment that more or less restated a lot of things that we've known before, but added some new details, particularly relating to Jeremy Hutchinson and some other legislators who have pleaded guilty and are, and are expected to be cooperating in the prosecution of the big fish, the Gosses, in this prosecution. And there were two significant things that were laid out in some detail and supported by emails and lots of direct quotes from, from documented evidence that it was so. One was Jeremy Hutchinson's intervention in a so-called criminal justice reform bill to add an, an element to that that would create some new business for preferred family health care, nonprofit agencies that would handle dealing with people who've come out of prison and reintegrating them into society, a money-making venture for them. Nothing wrong with this idea, but setting it up in a way to advantage them, which is something they've done in a number of other areas in state government. The other one was, is they paid Jeremy Hutchinson, and it was very clear that they viewed it as just a payoff to get his help as a legislator, was to use his influence to get the Arkansas Economic Development Commission to provide a bunch of financial incentives to a company that seemed to have been related to the Gosses that would move from Ohio to a new location in Arkansas. I want to I want to say, it's very important to note this, that that deal didn't go through. And this occurred in 2013 when Mike Beebe was governor, before Asa Hutchinson was governor. And the AEDC in that era raised some questions. They wanted to see the plant. They apparently had some misgivings about the proposal that, that the Gosses were pitching, ultimately didn't approve it. And you just kind of wonder if, if it had gotten the same degree of scrutiny if the Hutchinson senator had gone to a Hutchinson-led AEDC. Don't know, we won't know, but uh, Jeremy Hutchinson was and continued to be engaged in illicit activities up through 
2017 at least, and perhaps even later. Still uh, a lot of names rumored to, to be involved in the corruption scandal. Anything concrete? No, yeah, no new names. There were some unnamed AEDC people that Jeremy dealt with. They talk about persons known and unknown. There's at least one other former legislator mentioned in this indictment who funneled some of the money that was involved in some of these various schemes. We just don't know if there's any more to come. Uh, I mean, you kind of hope so because the the general improvement fund scandal in which there were these vast pots of money that were distributed to favorite, favorite people of local legislators just begged for kickbacks to develop. It was just... Because who would know? Who would know if you a legislator shipped $50,000 to a little Christian college that the president wouldn't arrange to write a little check of appreciation to the person who sent him the money, which was the case with Ecclesia and John Woods and Mike O'Neill and assorted others. Uh, I, I just have... The, the scandal was so big and so long-running and involved so much money and so many people I just don't, I have a hard time accepting that it was only limited to five or six crooks. I just think there were a lot of crooks out there. Okay. Uh, moving on, the University of Arkansas's annual Arkansas poll was released this week, and it's mostly bad news, I would say. I would say it was just about universally bad news. I mean, in a sense, it's Arkansas, and so what do you expect? But it's sometimes some of the the issue-related questions have shown a little bit of moderation from the public at large that sometimes departs from the legislature. Not so much this time. We still got a majority that likes Donald Trump. Yeah, it was 50-45 favorable, unfavorable. Uh, Asa had a 61. 61% favorable for Asa Hutchinson. The senators are not over the 50% mark, but they've got a pretty broad favorable versus unfavorable gap. Uh, the the single most depressing question was about climate change, where 64% of Arkansans said they don't think it's any big deal. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like about 30 degrees above normal in Greenland right now. And, and oddly, that was up like 20% from last yeah, year. Yeah, last year there was a trend that people were becoming concerned. And I talked to uh, the the author. Janine Perry. Janine Perry, the overseer of this poll, briefly about this yesterday by email and she said and this is kind of depressing too really this this isn't an official finding but but she said that she thinks the difference on that question was they oversampled college graduates last year in other words this year is more truly reflective of arkansas which isn't very isn't very educated which also has a certain correlation to our love for donald trump all the polls lately have shown that he's has unfavorable ratings in just about every sector except non-college educated white people. Well, welcome to Arkansas, welcome to Arkansas, you know. So, so that wasn't good. And there were some sort of weird tautologies on immigration. People seem to say I'm open to letting people who are here now become citizens if if they meet certain benchmarks. But then there was a majority that said let's deport them all now. Let's just send them out of here right now. Uh, gun control wasn't terrible. Gun control, well, it was kind of weird. Again, a majority either thinks we don't need more restrictions, either we need more restrictions or what we got now is kind of okay. 
But then you ask some specific questions, and they were okay with concealed carry in churches, concealed carry in public buildings, not on college campuses. But uh, there's sort of there's sort of sort of mixed messages on on guns as well. Uh, a huge decline in the number of people who read newspapers on a daily basis, uh, which is not exactly surprising, but doesn't bode well for a well-informed public either. I would I would say. You know, uh, democracy dies in darkness. Didn't somebody say that? Didn't Jeff Bezos say that? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this week is the beginning of the filing period for the next election cycle. Anything, any candidates emerge that give you hope or are noteworthy? Well, you know, there, there have been a real cluster of interesting Democratic candidates that have emerged here and there around the state, a nurse up in Allred and Van Buren County, some really well-qualified candidates, women mostly, not entirely, for some Northwest Arkansas seats that will likely remain Republican, but they're still fighting the good fight. There are just several people that there, there's a, there's a woman in Ozark, a school teacher, a pillar in the community with a great resume, plays piano in the Baptist church. It's a beautiful family, just a, her husband's a football coach. And she's just decided she wants to run. But it's a, it's a heavily Republican area. It's probably a long shot, but just a great... A lot of people like that who just decided that, you know, they can't sit on the sidelines anymore. Whether it's going to produce any gains for Progressive, I know that this PR firm that has now become the powerhouse PR consulting firm, the Gilmore firm, because its head continues to be on the governor's payroll as a fundraiser and so they get they get people who want to have ends with the governor both as political candidates as lobby clients it's it's yet another piece of to me corrupt state business if not illegal just smellily corrupt but they've got this template for their candidates now which is you know fight the liberal left they're trying to take over your churches and take your guns and raise your taxes and it's just sort of this pre-baked bunch of cliches and and I, I you know I have no reason to believe they don't think the polling backs up that that kind of crap will continue to carry the day for them uh, the most interesting race of the year I, I, in the primary in March I think is going to be for state supreme court it, it looks like for sure that uh, Joe Hart is, is going to retire leaving that seat open Chip Welch circuit judge from Little Rock uh, veteran lawyer, second term as a judge, is on the ballot. This morning, uh, Barbara Webb, the wife of the Democratic, the, the Republican Party chairman of Arkansas, Doyle Webb, filed. Uh, she can expect millions of dollars coming in in dark money from Republican. Uh, She's a former Saline County Supreme Court judge? Is that well, right? she served one year by appointment by the Republican governor to fill out a term. She's never been elected. Uh, Doyle Webb and a Republican legislator tried to change the law this year where she could run as judge on the strength of her one year of appointment, but that bill got beaten. Uh, she's currently has a, a Republican appointee job at the Workers' Compensation Commission. I mean, it's just a thoroughly partisan family. And it, it's part of a campaign that Doyle Webb has led for years to try and make the bench, even though they run nonpartisan, to elect Republican-style candidates, and she'll be another one. I mean, it's the number of issues on which it seems to me she'd be terribly conflicted given her husband's close tie to the governor and everything he stands for. But, but in any event, it's going to be a heavily spent, heavily 
finance race, and it'll, I, I suspect, will get kind of contentious before it's over. And Welch will get money from trial lawyers. The trial lawyers will support uh, Chip Welch, and he'll be depicted as some kind of terrible, awful person because of his work as a, as a plaintiff's lawyer. He's represented all kinds of candidates, in fact, but probably represented some criminal clients over the years that they can blame him for because, you know, everybody's entitled to a lawyer after all. She's got a record that's going to draw some attention. Uh, she was a financial beneficiary as the wife of Doyle Webb, who got caught up in some huge scandals over getting money out of estates uh, that, in ways that were contested by others. Uh, he's uh, – her own record as circuit judge in Saline County is going to come under scrutiny. She had a high absenteeism record, according to some lawyers I know that, that – practice down there so we'll see I, as I say this is going to be one to watch the hope on Chip Welch's side I think is is that because this is going to be a presidential primary and there'll be a lot of candidates running for the, the Democratic presidential candidacy and it might have some interest I mean Trump won't have any serious opposition in the Republican primary and so there might not be as big a turnout in the primary season for Republicans as there might otherwise be, and perhaps Democratic voters would be more inclined to support Chip Welch. Don't know if there's any validity to that theory, but that's one that was floated to me. That'll, so that'll be interesting. Who wins the Democratic presidential nomination in Arkansas, G.I.? Biden, maybe? Probably. Probably, I'd say, at this point. Uh, well, let, let's we, we've talked about some state house races that are interesting. Let, let's let's uh, talk about a few local legislative ones. Uh, Clark Tucker is running to fill Will Bond's seat. He got a Republican opponent. Yeah, and Clark Tucker carried the vote in that Senate district against French Hill, the Republican congressman who won the election, with 60% of the vote. I, I, I would be very surprised if, if Bob Thomas presents a threat to Clark Thomas, Clark Tucker. Bob Thomas is uh, Missy Irvin's brother. Missy Irvin's brother, yes. Just, uh, just what we need in the Arkansas Senate, another, another one of them. Uh, the several uh, candidates have filed, and, and then another has promised to file to replace uh, Representative John Walker, who died recently. Got yeah, that's going to be interesting. It looks like, uh, I mean, I, 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 I confess a, a warm spot in my heart in that race for Ryan Davis, who's apparently hadn't filed yet, but is going to file. He's a... He was a classmate of my daughter's at Central High School. He's a UALR program chief and been very active in the African-American community and supportive public schools and a lot of good causes, good guy. Joy Springer, a longtime aide to John Walker in Little Rock School Matters, has filed, and, and if the John Walker political machine transfers, she might be a formal candidate. I, I mean, I want to be careful how I say this, but... Well, I think Ryan Davis has more charisma than Joyce Springer. Ron, yeah, Ryan Davis is a friend. He's, he's great. Uh, and, he, there'd be a lot of excitement around his candidacy. Yeah, I, I just think, I mean, he's, he's new blood and, and, I, and is a good guy and a friendly guy. And Joy, Joy became something of a, a flashpoint in the Little Rock School District, carrying out some of John's wishes on FOI requests and stuff. She was... She was not widely liked in the establishment community, I should say, but that doesn't necessarily translate to District 34, in which she's going to run. So there's that. And also, I think there's an independent filing by this kind of gadfly guy that's had the police troubles, the barber. Rod Roderick Talley. Yeah, yeah, I don't he, think. He I, I took don't, on Denise in it, then moved. Didn't, didn't fare well. And no, the, I, I, I don't think he's an issue. 
Uh, and then finally, a uh, candidate that's getting a lot of attention is Matthew Stallings, who's a firefighter in North Little Rock, uh, former Arkansas Razorback baseball player, has made his union membership uh, a big part of his campaign rollout. He's running against Carlton Wing in North Little Rock. And that was a close race last time, or maybe the first time. I can't remember if Wing's in his second or third, first or second term. But uh, that's a district that has swing potential. And, and there's some in the Maumelle area that is well. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. There's sort of an interesting race for Andy Davis' seat because there's an independent candidate, and that may split the vote up. It's, I, you know, I don't know. There, there's some, some really good people have filed, and whether they can get attention and get their message out, I, I don't know. So far, no one has filed to uh, be the Democratic uh, opponent for French Hill in the second no, district. No, there, there, and there's none in the first district for Rick Crawford yet either. Uh, the Democratic chairman said there, he thought there would be before filing ends Tuesday, but uh, as of yet, no peeps from anyone. And, and, and if they haven't emerged at this point, if they do emerge, it's not a good sign for their strength, obviously. And uh, so. I think there was a big push to get uh, Senator Will Bond to run. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't think he's decided not to run for Senate again because he had higher plans. I mean, he'd be a great candidate. He'd be a wonderful candidate. But, you know, Clark Tucker was an incredible candidate, had plenty of money, did all the work you've got to do, carried Pulaski County by a huge margin, beat French Hill in his own precinct but lost pretty soundly because the surrounding counties are just reactionary Republican now. Yeah. All right, well, let's leave it there and move on to endorsements. What do you got this week? Well, I watched a great little documentary last night on HBO about the Apollo Theater. Oh, yeah, that looks good. It was good. I, I recommend it. Some interesting history about the business of it that I didn't know, but just great clips of some of, you know, the James Brown at the Apollo is still one of the pinnacles of entertainment in, in my views at my age anyway. It is, and uh, I did you stick with the affair at all? I mean, no, I watched the first season and a half. Or well, so. I, don't, I don't have Showtime. I don't. Anymore. I don't know why. I I have kept watching it on the night my wife goes out to play mahjong, and so I and it finally ended, and it ended on a good note. It was good corny note for the. I'm going to just spoil it for everybody. Turn your ears off if you care. But he ends up in his last years back with his wife and reconcile with his family and regret for the terrible things he'd done and so it kind of ended on a, a sweet note it's mm, good uh there's just too much peak tv right now there's like this is overwhelming are you gonna subscribe I, to any of the new services like are you gonna get apple tv uh not yet although they've got a couple of shows that are kind of a, kind of appealing yeah i just set up my final internet tv i'm finally out of the old 500 pound tv mode and so I'm, I'm hooked in on all of them and i just was reading about a canadian series that's out on on the uh acorn acorn channel that sounds pretty good and they're just there's so much material out there it's just it's enormous what did we just finish watching one last week they come they go so fast i just watched stacks of these things what was this was a some some british killing oh oh no no uh, we caught up on the pbs the british newspaper series that was that's showing on it's showing now on atn but it was filmed we watched it on 
on Netflix, but mm, I don't know about that. But it's uh, it's pretty good, pretty good. The the tabloid was kind of a Guardian style tabloid versus a really, you know, scandal ridden thing. And a, and a top journalist that went to work for one briefly but said, "I just can't do this. This is just too slimy," and went back to the good guys. Sounds it was, good. It's pretty good. Uh, well, uh, last weekend I went out to the woods. My family's got some land in White County that's that's mostly undeveloped woods, and I used a weed eater with a saw blade on it, and it is so fun to clear trails. So oh. it can cut down saplings and cut your foot off too, right? Yeah, but it's you know it's a six foot pole. It'd be pretty tricky to cut you could easily hurt somebody else but you got to do it when nobody else is around. gas power i assume yeah it's just a weed eater with a saw blade on it basically but yeah oh my gosh i have dreams about it it's so fun <laughs> different strokes i guess uh, you know it fits into the demolition kind of well yeah I, I get that one when you need to get some of that explosives some tannerite out there <laughs> just start blasting some trails <laughs> Yeah, that, that's it. I think David Kuhn could help you with that. I, I think he could. Uh, have to reunite. Okay, well, thanks for listening. Subscribe via your favorite place to get a podcast, and we'll be back next week. See you around.